Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Up, it's the Hollywood and the Mike Show right here on WMMR DB Rockford, baby. Don't forget to follow us, hit that follow button, and or bookmark us. We're gonna have some fun today. We got a special guest today. We got the Rain Man from CBMA. That is the Combat Bets uh, Motorcycle Association. There you got a Hollywoodism starting off right away. I wonder if he can play cards like the Rain Man on that show with Tom Cruise and stuff. He just don't look like a man. I think he'd have a hard time getting some, man. He ugly, dude. I'm just saying he ugly. Uh, no, nah, he's a good guy, man. I got to meet him in person and stuff like that over at Mustangs in South Beloit. If you're ever out that way, go over there. It's a decent uh, bike night over there not as you know big as it used to be but me and rain man were just talking about that and a lot of places do not have any good damn bike nights it's just unbelievable now i remember when you had all kinds of breast showing it's just terrible now it's just terrible but uh yeah we got mike coming up we're gonna be doing some interview about the what the combat vet association does all the good as of course sundays we are highlighting the good that goes on in the scene mikey works his butt off every week to get us some guests man mike is the pile driver pusher of this show we got china doll in the chat room you can say hi to her uh she's probably still pissed at me for something man it just happens every day i just piss her off i don't know what it is but uh anyway i'm bringing in my cohort right now we got mikey in the house baby. what's going on everyone how's everyone doing sheesh we got a, a great guest today what i mean we got rain man from the combat vets that's this is this is honestly super dope and i'm really excited for this episode if you don't know what super dope means, that is the new language that Generation Z is using. Okay, uh, okay, so. over here, this guy is a boomer, okay? Okay, you know, you know, I am Generation X. He didn't even know what Wrigley Field was. I'm like, like jaw dropped right there. Ignorant but on that. You've been getting some kick-ass guests lately, man. Yeah, I, I've, I'm very lucky. Believe it or not, all of this has been with the help of like flex and all these people like what amazing people to like really want to contribute and help the show and see they see what we're doing you know this is not a you know gotcha moment kind of interviews this is not like the unless you know you're totally out here fibbing we're going to call you out on it but you know something like this this is the positivity within our scene that we don't really see a lot you know, and I, and this is why this, you know, Sundays is very important. 
because we well, kind of get love their show. This show I love because Me we too. do get to interview good people. It's not the bad that I'm used to all week. And like you said, you know, the gotcha is not on this type of stuff, even though I don't consider it gotcha, man. I just consider right. it calling you out if you're lying to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But people you know, are not used to being that blunt. You know what I mean? It happens. It, it, happens. it does. It happens. That's but right. the Combat Vets uh, Motorcycle Association, it started when? Shoot, that I'm gonna have to remember if it was 99 or 98, man. That that's I think it's 99, and I and I think that um we'll we'll go ahead and get those answers for you right. guys from Rain Man himself. But um, you know, I think 99 was when they came out, and that's what a massive uh you know amount of coverage they've done, not just in the United States, but internationally. They they are uh quite big. They're huge, man. Yeah, they're, they're massive. Huge. Yeah, massive. And what's good about them is they're all vets. I yep. love that. They're well, all. You've got you've got the you know the I guess there's like three tiers of their memberships, and I think Rayman will speak on that. But I find that very interesting. You know, you you are a vet, and you can be you know, be a part of the membership, or you weren't a vet, but you are a strong supporter of vets then you can be that membership level. And then there's the old lady level, you know what I mean? And associates. <laughs> the old lady level. It's so funny how sexist we are. Yeah, but, right. uh, you know, that's the first thing that they throw up at me. And I'm every sexist. Time I know. I know. Every time, man. Uh, we do want to send out our thoughts and prayers. We really do, man. We got uh, some of this coming up on Biker News tomorrow that, mass shooting over at cook's corner it's a very popular biker bar out in cali and they have now identified the shooting victims it was done by an ex-cop you know hollywood's gonna use that one tomorrow but anyway we're gonna bring wow. in wow. our special guest in a second Buckle up, it's time to have some fun. We have ignition. Strap in. You're about to listen to the hottest sounds. It's the hottest mixtape in the world. And you've got it. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio 861354. 86534, whatever the hell it is. Let's bring in Rain Man. Uh, he is our special guest from the combat vets motorcycle association uh we're gonna get his mic here right uh but anyway welcome aboard man welcome aboard appreciate it guys, I'm appreciate sorry, you guys. now you gotta explain to us what the combat vets and it is a motorcycle association that's right. a lot different out there if you guys are just joining us on the radio if you don't know what that is he's gonna explain it when did you guys start out? I think Mike might have got it wrong or right. I don't know. He he had it 99. 99 is when it came came about basically. Uh it originally started as a for a basically a motorcycle club, a veterans motorcycle club. It was ran by a gentleman and basically it came out at it ended up being a scam basically to fish money from veterans by getting them, you know, trying to get them to fish money. The original thing was they make the one run to the wall, the Vietnam wall in Washington. For the years, it became known as a scam, and obviously it got you know put to, put to a halt pretty quick. 
Uh, 2001 is when it really started kicking off. We uh, originally partnered with the VFW. So back in the day, it was CVMA VFW. So you saw a modified patch that you guys don't see anymore. Uh, you had to be a VFW member, full member, you know, full member of VFW to be part of it at the same time. Um, now, as of, it was 2000, I don't get my dates all messed up here. Um, basically, as of December 15th, uh, or sorry, September 1st of 20, uh, 2001, we uh, submitted the Articles of Incorporation. So we are a 501c, C3 organization, uh, IRS regulated and all that, all that good stuff that comes with that. Um, basically started in Missouri and as, uh, December 15th of 2002, our back patches basically made the multiple renovations over the years. And now you see it as you see it today with the, uh, one piece patch basically. Now you're a Marine. Yes. You have, uh, all the branches represented within the combat, uh, vets association. Uh, the only one I haven't seen yet, and I'm sure I'll see it, is maybe the Space Force, but that might be a whole different uh, that might be a whole different thing in the future. But yes, three uh, branch Air Force, Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines are all uh, all uh, part of it. Sure, different branch, Coast- different branches, different times. What about the Coast Guard? I want to say no. I have not won the Coast Guard, and I'm sure I'll get corrected on this by someone that's probably watching it or someone will see it later. I've got to meet someone in the Coast Guard in the organization. However, our organization is very large, and I haven't met everybody yet. So, yeah, <laughs> I would, that's I would a think, problem. I would think it's it's probably few and far between, but I'm sure if, some, if they had verified combat action in where you know wherever it may be, it'd be more than welcome to join us. So it has to be actually you have to have combat experience to join basically if you're deployed into a combat zone so we have like um mike was talking about how we have the three tiers of members the myself which would be a full member uh verified combat service on your uh d214 basically your exit documents from the military uh we have our uh, auxiliary members which are the spouses of the full the full members which it be which it be male or female doesn't matter um, and then we have our support members. Our support members are veterans that did not serve in a combat zone, but they were obviously part of the military, but they want to help, basically want to make the difference, help out, help out. So they are a support. We are, however, regulated with the IRS as far as how many of those we can have per chapter. Per Basically, it's based on the amount of people that you have just because the IRS is going to regulate it because we are a chair, uh, 501C. So we can mm-hmm. only – we'd love to take everybody, but obviously – we're, we're regulated. We can't do it. That's right. Now you're a huge organization, huge man. Yeah. I always like the guy from the combat vets association cause they're cool people, man. Besides, uh, being vets, they're cool people and they're outgoing all that good stuff. But what was the original purpose behind the CVMA? The original purpose and really, really the original purpose kind of carries on today. Our unofficial motto is vets helping vets. And our big thing is, we hope, big thing is our primary thing is to help each other through the issues. A lot of us have similar issues, you know, getting out of the military, not finding that, in my case, for example, would be not for having that bond that you found, that you had in the military with your, your friends there, get out in the civilian world. You don't have that bond. You can't, it's, in my opinion, it's very hard to find that. Coming into this, into this organization 
it's it's something that humbles you because you realize that there are there are people out there that have the same experience as you and it's we're still compared to the overall civilian population we are still a small number so and we're even being the cvma you're still a small even smaller number than what what's actually out there the big purpose is yes we do re, we do we do fundraisers rides all that good stuff um obviously the money all goes to charity doesn't line my pocket obviously i wouldn't be <laughs> i wouldn't be living where i'm living if i you know that was the case um obviously everything goes back um generally every chapter chooses what charity at the end of the the fiscal year what we want to where we want to donate it so a lot of obviously most of the places want to stay local so in our case we end up donating to um uh, uh, sure you guys have heard of like brave hearts out there on uh up by uh Mortimer's Roadhouse up there. They do horse animal therapy with veterans of PTSD, all that type of stuff. Um, our newest one is actually Veterans Path to Hope out there, and they have a place out in McHenry. And I suppose I, what we've heard is they're making a facility out in um, in Rockford, and I, I, I think I'll find Alpine or something like that. And they basically they get veterans that have either been homeless or veterans that are um, exiting the prison system, stuff like that. And they're um, training, getting them jobs. They, they've rented out uh, apartment complexes, hotels, that sort of, that sort of stuff. Basically get them housing, get them job training, get them back into the workforce because it's hard, especially with a lot of the stuff that these guys have to deal with on top of having, having the issue, you know, the issues from combat or whatever the case is to get them back on their feet and get them, back into that community and get them. That was something I was going to actually ask you, Rain Man, and not to pry too much, but mm-hmm. how how is it when you have someone that may be struggling with PTSD maybe, and do you guys have like someone special that they can talk to within the organization or, or association, or do you have do, people that you guys can talk to? Um, or yourself? I wouldn't say there's like a bit. Yeah, usually we we do lean on each other a lot. I do say that a lot of us have similar experiences, especially a lot of us are in that age range where they're obviously everybody knows the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War just finished off. So we have a lot of people in that same that relatable time. Yeah, and yeah, they, we're, they're we're not just understanding, but they're also relating. Yeah. So and yeah. I mean, the best example for me at least right now would be. We had a few weekends back, we had our state meeting down in over in Moline there. And I ran into a guy out there and it turns out this guy was in the same unit, same battalion, all that we were in Iraq, the same exact time we were just in different companies. Wow. So we, we walked, we walked the same steps yep. every, pretty much every day over there. And it's weirder. I mean, the military is a small business. The Marine Corps is even a smaller business to run somebody like that is, you can definitely lean on them and talk, you know, just sit there and talk about stuff like that. We do have, um, we do have a lot of chapters do have chaplains, guys that are, so they kind of lean on. We do have Navy chaplains that are retired, obviously, and they come, they're part of the organization in some cases, and they have that skill, mm-hmm. skill and training. We do have a handful of gentlemen, our veteran support, our VSOs, and they have that particular training. They have the tools to basically help help somebody is they're having a That's problem awesome. like that a little more closer versus calling, calling a random person, you know, a crisis line or totally. calling somebody you've never totally. met before to be able to talk to them. Well, yeah. I want to kind of move away from CVMA and I want to get Mike in here later to 
go ahead and ask some questions about this, but I want to address a very serious issue that is happening in the United States and it might be happening worldwide, but you know, I care about our vets here. Suicide, veteran suicide. How uh, this is a problem that I don't think the federal government is addressing good enough or taking care of our vets, getting them, like you say, acclimated to civilian life. Let's talk about veteran suicide because I really do think we need to get awareness out there. It's, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely something that hits home for a lot of us. Um, I mean, I, I definitely have had experience with it and I've had friends and, and have served with me. I've served overseas that are no longer with us for that reason. Um, it's, it's still something that they're sadly trying to catch up on. We can, the VA can only do so much, obviously, because it's, it's not like I can, you know, in my case, I can't drive to mass and like, I mean, I could, but if you're in that situation, you're not going to think I'm going to go to mass or drive to mass and get help. You're, they basically, they give you a phone, a phone number call and then, you know, hope for the best. That's where like a lot of this I have in, within my chapter, I know I have a handful of guys that I can call and they will be on that. They will be on their bike in my direction very quickly. And the same goes with me. If somebody called me, I don't care if you're, I don't care if it's one, two o'clock in the morning, if you're 40, you know, 40 years, you're up on by the border of Beloit or whatever, I will be on it going to your location, you know, get to you as soon as you can. Because do, do you believe that the federal government is not up to date on this or it's not pursuing it hard enough and it's organizations like you, uh, the CVMA that has to take up the slack because of their lack of preparedness? I definitely the lack the lack of preparedness is a big one. They were, I don't, because obviously our government's used to fighting wars. Obviously, years and you know, in the past, obviously that was the case. I mean, we still have we still have guys that are Vietnam are still dealing with those issues and still can't get the help. It have been you know, obviously the government's definitely not ready for v, you know to deal with the guy that's coming back from Vietnam. That was a big one. We had, you know our our war obviously lasted a lot longer than that, but there's there's so only so much they can do and they were already unprepared for the amount of the issues that vets were going to have coming back. And the big thing I would personally think is they, you might be able to go get your initial treatment and get maybe something handed, you know, a tool to, you know, work through, but it's harder getting follow-up treatment or getting continuous treatment. And I know there are a lot of vets out there that, the VA has been known in the past to, Hey, if you have this problem, here's a pill, hand you a pill, hand you a pill. And a lot of guys, well, depending on your job, obviously you can't be, you can't be looped out of your mind. If you're working, you know, heavy equipment or, you know, stuff like that, you know, for a yep. government job or whatever, whatever the case is, or some guys just don't like the feeling of having that. And there has been, I've seen a couple of videos online of uh, people testifying before their local government or, uh, in front of like committees in Congress in DC about pulling out all their pills in front of all these people, their pill bottles in front of all these people, showing them this is what the VA does. And be smart. And it's and it's what I've learned is a lot of VAs are hit or miss. Some of these some VAs, depending on where you go, are amazing. Take care of their veterans. 
don't, you know, there's no question whether they, whether they support them or not. Some of them I've heard horrendous stories about guys not being seen for months on end guys that are um, prime example would be not going to say which VA it is. Cause I'm not going to put them out, put them out there like that. But I had my initial, when I, after I got out a couple of years, I had gone to the VA and there was a gentleman there in a wheelchair. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He had, he had, uh, he had been amputated on one side. So obviously he was in a wheelchair at that point. Um, he was waiting for a wheelchair through the VA. The guy had to put basically piece together, either order whatever he had to do. Basically he had to piece together a wheelchair to get him around while he was waiting for this wheelchair from the VA. And I, and it's been years, it was 2015, but I, I want to rec- remember that he was, he was, he had been waiting at least six months at that point. For and a was, wheelchair. Just, and we're just sitting there talking to this guy and just wanting to help, but there's nothing at that point. There's nothing so we can do. That's so sick. You brought, you brought this up. I'll let you go after this one, Mike, because it's on the top of my head yeah, and do I don't want to forget. You talked about the Iraq and Afghanistan war, but you also touched on one that's real close to me because I got to learn from a lot of these men, and that was Vietnam. And how they're still dealing with these issues. Not only were they disliked by their country going over there and fighting for it, but they were lied to about Agent Orange and had to go through some hellish existence. Why didn't the government help them? Really, I mean, it's it's almost like. They knew they knew the Agent Orange was there. Obviously, the government was putting down or what you know, however they were doing that. They knew something was going to happen with it. Really, whether they got caught, whether they got caught with their pants down, more or less, or they just didn't know what to do with it. It's almost the same thing now with we're dealing with with the burn pits and all that with veterans in the current war with the burn pits. It's the same deal. They it happened. Obviously stuff happened and they were caught with their pants down and now they were trying to and i mean the vietnam vets they're still having issues with trying to get help as far as the stuff the medical issues they've had with agent orange even now and it's it's i mean we try we have we have in our chapter alone we have three vietnam vets and these guys uh this previous last year that traveling wall the vietnam traveling wall the miniature version of it they pack up and they move around it was out in Belvedere. We brought these guys to it and to see them, the way they looked at it and the way they approached it, it was very, very humbling because these guys, we all, obviously our war was our war. We all went through our own personal little brand of hell, but these guys got, not only got put through hell over there, but they got put through hell back here stateside. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was something I was going to touch on. It's like, dude, like it wasn't bad enough that they had to go fight for your freedom while you sit there, you know what I mean? And then come back and then not, you don't even need to thank me. You don't need to do anything. Just leave me alone. 
you know what I mean? But yet they're being harassed. People are screaming at them. You, you know, nowadays, you know, someone in the service here in America, usually you get like, hey, thank you for your service, blah, blah, blah. Uh -oh. Back then it wasn't like that, right? You know, that was that was a different time. In the 70s, people were tripping. What do you think well, was the transformation of the way, and we're going to get back to the combat bets and all the stuff that, mm -hmm. you know, you guys do. But where do you think the transformation came in from the Vietnam era to, say, the Iraq, Afghanistan? Was it because September 11th, everybody felt that hit them at home? Is that the reason why there was a different way of thinking towards vets compared to Vietnam? Hey, honestly, I, pro I would I would probably I'd go that way. I put everyone Just on because, the same page. I mean. I don't know the exact statistics of the Vietnam War, but I'm I from what I understand the Vietnam War was definitely not a popular war as far as what you know what we were do, sending guys over there for and obviously all the other stuff. So I mean, obviously Iraq, you know, really, you know, when that happened, I remember where I was when it happened. And yeah, everybody it really turned everybody up really and I mean people still even I mean, obviously I'd say I'm not we're we're nowhere near as far as people disliking us compared to what the Vietnam guys had to go through by any stretch of the imagination, there are still people out there they very much disagree or dislike the military. Or even if even if you didn't set foot over there, just because your association with the military in any way, shape, or form, that's that's just how you know. How it's really it, weird that people are willing to like go out of their way to tell you that. You know what I mean? Like you could have just gone throughout your day without bugging me. You know, like what, why did you need to feel like you had to like get on my ass about serving for the country? That's lame. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they never served and here they are mm -hmm. talking smack and stuff, but let's go back to the CVMA right there. I just wanted to get a little background on that because you hear it all the time. It's like, it's become page 38 or 40 news when a vet commits suicide. Mm -hmm and they're going through so much and people and there's some great biker organizations out there that their main deal is to support veteran suicide awareness personally i think there should be more than a number and pills that are given to them because here they are they fought for this country but with the cbma is it a good support system that you find Oh, I, yeah, very much. At least my, me personally, when, after I got out, it was a very free, I can't, it was like five or six years at that point. It was a very, very low spot for me after I got out. Didn't really have direction. You know, I had a job, had, you know, wife and kids and all that stuff, had my job and all that, but really finding, you know, getting back on it. Well, I rode motorcycles in California, but that was all the, the crotch rockets and whatnot. Getting back out here, getting back on a bike, finding the CVMA the way I did, finding got people within the organization, and it doesn't matter what branch of service we're in. Doesn't matter what they, you know, what they did, where they were. Being able to talk to someone about something like that that was, you know, in the same, if not, you know, if similar or if not the same situation in some cases, because small world military is a small world. You tend to run into by people are in the same situation, but it's to me that's more of a or more of a a therapy or a way to 
just let the anxiety go versus going to talk to some random person I've never met met before in my life and probably doesn't have a clue what you went through or doesn't really care. Yeah, now, most do of the time they just want to you, take your money. Do you believe the CVMA got you on the, the path? And it's never going to happen fully, I can imagine, but got you on a path of healing. In a way, yes. I mean, it's it's something where I know I know where I'm not alone. Because if I'm going through it, buddy next to me is going through it. There, you know, his buddy's going through it. We're all going, you know, everybody's going through it in some way, shape, or form. And being able to find find that we all have the the hobby or the you know the passion for motorcycles makes it that much better. And even being able to go out and help other veterans that may not be in the organization or even the ones within the organization makes it, makes you feel, you know, gives you, gives you that warm feeling at the end of the day when you can actually, you know, say that because a lot of vets, when they get out, they feel like they've lost their purpose. You spend four or five, six, you know, 20, you know, you're 20 years. You have, you get up every day, you have a purpose. You got it, you know, you get your boots on, you go to work, you go to work, you do something. A lot of guys, when they get out, they lose that purpose. Mm -hmm. So doing this, even if it's going to visit a veteran in a uh, nursing home that hasn't had a visitor in, you know, five years, and it's just basically been the people, you know, the people that are there, uh, just even going to see that and seeing the veterans reaction, even if they're not all quite there, they know, they know that somebody is there for them. Um, Example I have of that is re last month we we got a, one of our chapter members got a uh, Facebook message from a lady, her husband um, has uh, I believe it was dementia. Uh, basically, doesn't you know obviously is not you know completely all the way up there. It doesn't have a lot of visitors. He's a Vietnam vet. The Vietnam some of the Vietnam veterans organizations haven't gotten back to her. This went up. We went a handful of us went up to the nursing home. It was up in Rockford. Um, walked in and we have these uh, the little challenge coins, the military challenge coins. Well, CBMA's got their own little, you know, little make one, make uh, one made. We, uh, our chapter commander presented one to him. It was interesting that this guy, he was, you know, obviously with, because of the disease was not quite all the way up there. When that coin got set on the table in front of him, he knew his eyes looked down and he grabbed that coin and stuck in his pocket instantly. He knew exactly what it was. Even no matter what the what the coin said on it, he knew exactly what that was. And just him just to see him but he knew somebody was there for him. That was a veteran of at that point he probably didn't even care if you had what theater you were in. He all he knew was he was surrounded by veterans at that point. If you're just joining us, this is the Hollywood and Mike show right here on WMMRDB Rockford. We have special guests with us, Rain Man from the Combat Vets Association. If you got questions, go ahead in that chat room over on YouTube or wherever you are. Uh, my uh, Another subject that I'd really uh, be interested here in, how has the motorcycle, you know, let's put the uh, associations clubs whatever be aside how has a motorcycle become a part of your life and what has that motorcycle did for you do for you 
I stir, I mean, just like, I mean, I would assume everybody gets on motorcycles to be cool. Obviously that's, you know, that's a big one. Um, I started riding in California just because it was a quick way to get to work. Obviously if anybody's been in California at, you know, with traffic jams and five o'clock and in California, you can lane split. So that mm-hmm. was always a plus. You weren't cook, you weren't cooking in that 110 degree dry heat. So that was always a good thing. Um, got back here. I had gotten rid of my bike cause I didn't know the situation when I got back here. Uh, gave it a couple of years, got on a, it was a little, or not a little, but it was an older Kawasaki Voyager, just a touring bike, because it was something to get around. Um, you end up getting getting into the Harley thing and all that. Now I got my big my big touring bike and all that. We, for me, when I'm on it, when I'm out, even going, because I usually commute to work every day, but on top of everything else, but just getting out and getting on the road, it, you know, those cool crisp mornings, those having a stressful day at work you hop on the bike you take off even if it's just for you know 50 miles going down the road hitting you know out here you got you got to mix you can do the highway you can do twisties you know what you know whatever you want to do but getting on the bike is to me it's my stress relief every day it's a way to get out and do something and especially with the cvma affecting change while you know riding a motorcycle so it's kind of a twofer in that way but it's also having having something for myself. That's the thing. Yes, everybody, you know, everybody that rides has their bike. You know, a lot of the, out here is a lot, you know, it's a big Harley culture. It's, you know, it's huge out here. But everybody has their bike. Everybody makes it their own. Everybody, that is your, that is your baby. That is your, that is your baby there. So getting on it, make, you know, being, having something that I can call my own and enjoy riding with whoever. And I, Really, it's riding with whoever. It doesn't have to be necessarily a CB and If I'm find, you know, find some random person on the road, you know, getting, you know, not right next to them, but you kind of they give you the wave and all that stuff. And yeah. and I've never, besides being in the military, the motorcycle community doesn't really doesn't matter whether you got a sport bike, Harley, whatever. I have seen so many people, gentlemen, break, you know, it breaks down the road because breakdowns happen guy breaks down the road even if you don't know that person you're going to pull over and you're going to lend a hand you're going to do you know try to at least you know get them going or get you know get something see if they need anything for that matter i've had a couple where i've even if the guy was pulled over roll past stop turn around take a look like hey you okay hey i'm good yeah you know okay but it's more of you want to make sure you know having that even if you don't know a person, having that common bond with everybody doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, and at least in my thing, doesn't matter what you got. If it's two wheels on there, I'm gonna, I'm not just gonna run by you just because you got a sport bike and you're sitting on the side of the road with you know, with liquid pouring out of the bottom of your bike. I'm gonna pull over. And I'm gonna try to help what I can and get you, you know, get you safe and get you off the road at least. So you're not, you know, especially out out here in Illinois with the drivers, you definitely don't want to be on the side of the road very long. Well, that de- no. that definitely puts you, you know, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, I, I understand the whole thing. So I, what were you going to say, Hollywood? I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say that just hearing you and you serving in country, you know, I don't know if that's a Vietnam thing, but in country with Iraq or Afghanistan, can you relate to going back, say, 70 years when our World War II vets came home and automatically they were drawn to that motorcycle and that brotherhood. 
I mean, definitely. I mean, it's because generally in the military, you have that, you know, have that group. You want, you know, most of the time, no matter really what job you got in the military, there's some risk involved in some way, you know, some way, shape or form. Being on a bike, you know, it's going to get your blood flow. It's going to get that adrenaline rush that you're, you know, you're missing depending, you know, even if, if you were, you know, even if you were an engineer and you never really went, went overseas, even that job, that job had risk. Any job has risk when you're in there. Getting, getting out and getting on a motorcycle and enjoying, yes, you enjoy your time, but back of your mind, you always know there's that risk and, and that adrenaline rush that you get, even from putting down the road at 55 mile an hour, you know, just cruising with your feet back. You don't, you know, you don't care at that point. You're just out. You're just feeling the wind. You're feeling, you know, you're enjoying, enjoying yourself. That's a big difference between the, the car people. Let's just say normal civilians that get in their car. They're not, they don't care about their car like that. They don't love their, you know, like with motorcycles, we have like this deep passion for these things. You know what I mean? we love them. And that's really what connects us with this whole motorcycle scene is the love of motorcycles. Right. So I think you touched it best, you know, it's yours and it's, it's, that's it. You know, nobody can take that from you. It's yours. And it's something that resembles you. Um, It kind of, it kind of speaks volumes. You can actually look at someone's bike and you can actually kind of tell what kind of personality they have. That's just something I've picked up. Johnny from Kago Harley says hi to Hollywood and Rain Man. I don't know if you know Johnny over at Kago uh, Rain Man. Yeah, you know I, I I frequent them Kegels more than I probably should because yeah I I break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he I actually sold me my uh, Road King the CVO. He sold me that, but that uh, is cool right there. And what's even better about the motorcyclist scene is you have all these different subgroups that makes it so interesting that you just can't sit back and say hey i don't want to have a motorcycle you got the racing you got you know the associations clubs whatever it is Mm -hmm. but that one thing that brings everybody together is that motorcycle yep it's just a sheer enjoyment doesn't matter i mean i catch myself time to time i'll watch a big youtube video watcher from you know for years but i'll catch myself watching these guys that do those hill climbs those dirt hill climbs that are with a crazy mm-hmm. souped up dirt bikes just watching them guys i'm like those guys are crazy yep it is <laughs> it is nuts what some of these people will do i love watching harley wheelies personally i love watching mm-hmm. that that's that's something that i just love watching on youtube now with uh rayman you with cvma what do you have is it motorcycle specific or you can have it throughout what the spectrum it's basically to be part of the cvma you have to own and operate a motorcycle obviously um basically 500 cc's or bigger two wheels 500 cc's or bigger is only stipulation and really that the 500 cc's is so if you're on the highway obviously you know you can keep up with (laughs) keep up with everybody barely but yes your yeah barely so you're not you know blowing your bike up trying to you know keep up with the the big bikes and all that so had that had an experience i had a little sporty when i first started out trying to keep up with trying to keep up all the touring bikes and that was that was interesting trying to keep up so the question i have for you is you kind of brought up you know the crotch rockets and also the harleys out of curiosity with CVMA, do you guys, 
are you guys are obvious you take you know any two wheels that's got mm-hmm. 500 cc's but is there is there any um what's the question is there the any yes is that what you're you know is like is there a like this click to click you know like where guys are riding harleys and guys are riding sport bikes and they're kind of clicked up within the organization or do you guys gel pretty well from what you've seen i'd say we gel pretty well i in this area particularly out in the midwest it's mostly harleys we do have a lot we do have a handful of sport bikes generally the stuff we do though riding longer distance if anybody's ridden a sport bike for over a couple hundred miles in one sitting you're definitely you're not enjoying yourself in any way shape or form um actually we do accept the k&ms the spiders the uh the three wheel Mm-hmm. real i just call them snowmobiles on wheels because that's, that's that's what, what they, they are like. I mean, <laughs> but yes we do, we have a handful of those uh you see guys on the shorter stuff have sport bike we have one guy that has a sport bike like being a little bit old you know being a little bit older and body starts to drain he's like i'm i i can't do it anymore the sport bike's just the position and everything you just can't do it for for a long period of time but i i we do it really especially when you get a larger gathering even if it's you know, a couple hundred or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter whether you have a 19, you know, 1990s Harley, it's barely holding on or a brand new 2023 CVO or a victory or, uh, you know, a dual sport or whatever the case is. I'll, me personally, I don't care. I'll come over and check out your bike. I don't, you know, I'll see what like, I'll go shop, I'll go bike shopping. I'll go, I say, I'll, as long I'll, as you're on two wheels here for later. Yep. As long as you're on two wheels, that's what I say. I give the same respect. I know like Harley guys specifically won't even wave back to like another biker that if they're not on a Harley, for instance, you know, and like, to me, that's corny. Like you're taking the same risk as I am, you know? So I got to yeah, give that respect. Uh, Steve. And then I'll go to your question, Huckleberry uh, for Steve, uh, for rain man. Does this CVMA have an annual run that they do to raise money or awareness? The CVMA as a whole, nationally, there's not like a big everybody move one direction type run. Um, every state has has their set has their sanctioned events where dependent. You know, it sometimes they change every year. Our big one in particular here, it's not necessarily raising money, but it's more of raising awareness going back kind of back to the the suicide thing um if you've ever been down to uh, ottawa marcellus area the middle east conflicts wall down there it's a wall basically from uh, the gulf war era so night the 90s all the way up till till uh, current um basically it's got every name of every person that was killed over there and going down there is something that is I had been, I've been in for, been the CVMA for just under three years at this point, gone the last two years. And it was something that you can't walk away from that wall, not feeling something. Cause I, I go down there and I have 14 brothers on that wall and seeing that and going down there and seeing their names brings back. Yes, it does bring back bad, you know, some bad, you know, bad memories, but it does bring back good memory, you know, good memories of all of them. And it, you see a lot of us go down there and it's something that it's not, it's not something that we get, 
we have to do it. We have to do it to honor those guys. Even if it's just something sitting there and just talking about them for five minutes. It, as far as like the, the, the raising money, generally it's a lot of, a lot of chapters do rides, 50, 50 raffles, all that, you know, all those type of things. Um, and then usually like, uh, earlier, basically at the end of the year, we basically compile everything. We stay local. We pick, Hey, we got one, two, three chair, you know, veterans charities that we donate to and basically send, uh, uh, send the money out to them so they can use it to rehab, you know, rehab veterans, uh, job transitions, you know, basically the whole gamut. There are, there are a lot of veterans organizations out there. There are more, more than, more than you care to read about because there's so many out there and it's really getting, trying to get the ones that are going to make the most, most difference out there is what we try to do because we, we're not going to, and a lot of these organizations are run by people that were in during this time. So we're trying to help, you know, the more we, the more we do it, the more money we get out there, the more money we raise to donate or uh, give back to these organizations, the better off it's going to be in five, 10, 15 years. If not now, it's going to help guys down the road. Now with that said, you welcome any bike 500 and CC and above. Now, do you accept women who served in a battle zone? Yep. Yep. Doesn't matter. Male, female. If you have, if you have the, the combat service on your, uh, your exit paper, your DD two fourteen, does not matter. We will have, now, we have, we have a lot that, of females. Going to that way of thinking an association's a lot different than a lot of clubs. You have to have respect for those women that served over there. Yep. And they have think that paper. That's paperwork. Yep. They did. They did it. They, they came and, out. So. And there are a lot of, a lot of women out there that got in some, cause there was later on, it wasn't at the beginning. It was, I want to say, I want to say it was between 2006, 2008 they started having the female engagement teams over there. And basically they were females, at least in the Marine Corps, they were trained to search females because obviously in that country, a male touching a female is bad news. Not good for, you know, good for the public out there. Um, so they had these female engagement teams and a lot of those females got in the same engagements as everybody else. And a lot, a lot of females got into a lot worse stuff than a lot of people because they were attached to, or they, there were, there were, you know, female truck drivers that got into, they got into contact and they had to, you know, do what they had to do at that point. And a lot of them, they served, they, they served honorably, doesn't honorably, it doesn't matter what they got, you know, male, female, they did their job. They got, you know, they got my respect. How do you join uh, the CVMA, one of the chapters? Cause I know that's going to come up. Yep. <laughs> so basically it's, Make sure I'm reading the website correctly here. I will I will mess it up. Okay. So basically it's WW internet, you know, search you can search on your mobile phone, uh internet, you know, on a computer or whatnot. www.combatvet.us. And basically you go on there, there is um little text at the beginning, basically giving a brief description. We are an association, 501C, all that, all that uh good stuff. At the cross the about midway down the page, there's a become a member. If you click on that, 
you submit your basic information, you submit your DD or you, uh, you scan your DD 214. Um, basically it goes off, obviously you put your address and stuff in there. So when it goes through the system, it pairs you with the closest chapter to you at that oh, wow. point. And then it goes through the system. They have to verify because every, it's not just as simple as, Hey, here's my piece of paper. Let me, you know, let me join. Right. It has to go through a verification process. Yes, the DU-14 is a military document, but obviously, just like anything else, people can forge them. You know, it, it, you can do anything on it with a computer. Wow. And I'm so sure you've come across people that have tried that. I'm sure. It, it happens. Crazy. I don't see it as much in my in my position, but yeah. you do. You do. I'm sure they do see it. You see, you know, and that's the big qualifier. You know. Can't be false claiming. Yep. Now, do you have a prospect period or any of that stuff? No, there is no prospecting period during our time. But basically, the prospecting, the the quote prospecting period, basically when you serve when you served overseas. So there is no tradition what you what you would consider a traditional, you know, MC prospecting right. period, basically. Yeah, well, you can, like you just said, you can say serving overseas was a prospect period right there, and then some. Uh, very good stuff here with uh, the CBMA. I'm very glad that we were able to get you uh, on, Rain Man, uh, to talk about this stuff. What other issues that the veterans are facing right now should be at the top of the list for citizens to recognize? Big issue, obviously, is uh, what you brought up earlier is definitely the definitely the suicide issue. That is probably one of the biggest ones out there. A lot of the stuff is obviously that issue. We have guys returning. There are and there are programs out there for guys to get uh, job programs, job placement, you know, whatever the case, you know, where the case is. That's a big one. We have a lot of guys that can't find jobs for whatever you know, whatever reason or another. That's a big one. Um, Another a really uh, not not a uh, big, I wouldn't say the number you know the number one big issue was the one thing I always tell people when they ask me what if I employ a veteran or you know I encounter a veteran like we're a wild animal if you encounter a veteran if you encounter a veteran in the wild um, mm. you know the big and we appreciate being thank you know come up and said thank you for your service. The big thing I always tell people, ask them how they're doing. Because that is the, whether it's, you know, you to another veteran or, you know, person that never served to a veteran, even if it's for a short, you know, 30 seconds, just ask them how they're doing. Because that, in my experience, might be the difference between them being alive the next day or not. Wow. That's, uh, that hits you pretty hard. Uh, how do you, uh, let's see here. Beezer has a question. I don't know if you can answer this one. How do you avoid problem guys like a Chris Kyle scenario? Ooh, that that's one, a that's a tough that's, one. Oof, that's a tough one. It's, it's something like that is so unpredictable because really, if you think about it, you as, you know, you as, you know, veteran A, you could go to every therapy, take all the medication and say all it would take is one thing that you didn't know or the doctor didn't pick up or whatever the case is, and something like that happens. It's it's it was very sad that that happened. It's and there are 
for every for every veteran that goes to the VA and seeks help or goes to a you know private doctor, whatever the case may be, there are probably hundreds of veterans that don't do anything about it. Whether they notice their, their like physically notice the issues or not, or they don't notice them and stuff stuff can happen it it's very sad that stuff like that happens it and stuff like that obviously the media is going to come bring that to light really quick and and it's been something that everybody has been said for years that veterans no matter what branch or what theater they served in veterans the care that we're getting as veterans is just very sad it's they they got their use out of us and now they're not trying they're trying to help but it's not something they don't have they don't have the people to handle the amount of stuff and issues that every veteran especially during the the, the uh, iraq afghanistan war i mean there was hundreds of thousands of veterans out there and you would you got to think it for every one there's probably at least 100 of them that don't seek help well, let's explore that issue. You know, let's explore that issue a little bit because you were over there. Chris Kyle is one of the biggest heroes in this country, and most of us only know him because of the movie. But did you hear of him over there? Why was I that? Not, I did not hear of him till I came back. I I can't remember if it was the book. The first book he put out was when I heard of him the first time. We were, from what I read on his book and where he was, he was over there. We were in different different areas of Iraq, so it would make sense that I wouldn't hear of him at any point till, you know, till it actually became more public. Mm -hmm. Now, the you, thing, go, go ahead. ahead, Mike. Oh, when you were saying uh, about the people that were going through, you know, whether they were able to recognize that they have a problem themselves mm -hmm. or they don't, which one do you find to be more dangerous? You know what I mean? Because you have to handle those with care, right? You know, anybody that's struggling yeah. like that, you have to you have to handle with mm -hmm. care. Yep, and it's it's something that really the VA is still trying to take care of because even even if you the VA identifies or you clearly know your doctor clearly knows what what the issue is, there you go home at the end of the day and there's nothing preventing it from whatever trigger that you know caused that issue to help you. They and just seem not, like to do the bare minimum. That's what it seems like. That from everything that I've been able to see. Now I'm an outsider, okay? I'm not like personally dealing with it, but from everything that I've seen, read, friends, all that stuff that I've served and have told me, it just seems like everyone is doing the bottom bare minimum. And and like you said, the easiest way to solve that is to hand that pill over. Just here you go. Uh -huh. Walk out, you know. So we're not we're not going to fix the the problem. We're just going to mask it. And that's a that's a big issue that can lead to a lot of uh, problems down the road. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good that's a good point, Mike and Rain Man. How hard is it for a combat vet who actually was in the action to accumulate to civilian life after being through hell like that? It's in my obviously I can't speak to every every vet out there. My my transition and i'm sure there's guys that had much 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 harder transitions than i have my transition was basically almost it was almost the what i was uh, speaking
speaking to earlier where you lost your purpose. You went one day to having a purpose to the next day. It's like that. And you're, you're done. You're out. That's it. Hop, hopping from job to job. When I got, when I came back, cause I was stationed out in California, moving back out here, um, just hopping from job to job, trying to find that purpose again. And really very thankful for the job I have now. And it's very, you know, it gets, keeps me busy and having the CBMA out there, having those, those people with me has settled me to the point where it's like, I know, know what I have, what I'm part what my mission is. I know. And really the, the biggest thing for me is like uh, the gentleman that we gave the, that was at the nursing home with the coin. If all I get out of that is that look and his recognition of that, knowing he has somebody with him, that's all I need. Wow. That's right. Don't need, don't need the parade. Don't need the parade. Don't need, you know, the confetti ribbon, cannons. You know, the we don't need all that. Yeah. We don't need don't to do need the whole bit. Just mm-hmm. need that look. If, even if it's giving, even if it's handing a veteran a pair of, you know, for just for sheer example, just handing, you know, somebody a pair of boots or a pair of shoes, something like that. that he didn't have, it's just that, that simple thing that he will definitely, you know, he or she will definitely care, you know, care about it, but being able to give them something that the government or, or the, not the government, the VA didn't give them or whatever, you know, whatever it may be is something that follows me. And it's, I think one of the last questions I been wanting to ask during this whole interview, you guys gave your blood over there. Some gave their lives. What do you think after doing all that fighting, how this country is so divided now? Really? the I mean, media definitely doesn't play into it. That's for, that's for darn sure. That was done. I mean, we all say, we all saw it during COVID. That was obviously a big, you know, depending on what you're watching that, you know, what you, what you click on the TV that day, it definitely ain't, definitely isn't helping the situation. Most of the, most of the veterans that I, I associate with or know, you know, a lot of us don't care which way, whether you're sitting on the left side, the right side, whatever the case is, it's common bond that we all care about each other, whether I don't care, I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what, you know, what it is. I will, if you need my help, I will be there. It's, it's sad that we as a country have allowed this, allowed the media, allowed the government, whoever the case is to separate people to the point where, I mean, you have people getting in fistfights and shooting each other over what, you know, what yard sign you got in your front yard. Yep. If you put the wrong yard sign in the front yard in the wrong area, you're not going to have a good time. I mean, we've gotten to the point where people are fighting over, you know, what, $2 yard signs? Over anything at this point. Yeah. Seems like the the, the lack of human, you know, life, like the care for human life is gone, you know? It's just, it's a bummer all the way around, but... Last question for you, Rain, man. This comes from uh, Road Rage before Mike and me go into our thoughts. He uh, says, I don't think you ever cure PTSD. Doctors try to mask it, and we do the best we can can to cope with. 
it's always there waiting like a monster under the bed. Sometimes it doesn't show up again for years. What would you tell our vets out there that are listening right now about what Rage just said and PTSD? PTSD as as myself personally, as somebody that goes through this, and obviously PTSD can manifest itself in hundreds of different ways, depending on how you look at it. Everybody goes through it differently. Um, obviously, er, you know, different triggers throughout life, stress, anxiety, whatever the case is, can, you know, make, make a difference. It can make your day, can make your day just completely miserable. Um, the one thing I would say is to any veteran with that issue, whether you need to talk to a friend or find a CDMA member somewhere, they will, they don't care whether you have a patch on your back or not, they will talk to you. The one thing I will say, and I've heard this many times, is to the veterans out there, you are never alone. Wow. Well, that is uh, Rayman with the CVMA. If you want to learn more about the CVMA, go to www.combatvet.us. They are a 5013C that is all in country uh vets from uh all the wars it looks like uh it you don't it don't matter what theater you were in nope does not we have well, guys, we I, have guys ranging somalia and all that stuff so i mean it's it it varies it's a very vast group rock on well i appreciate you uh, coming on the show rain man great organization the combat vets motorcycle association and i'll be seeing you out there man i'll be seeing you at a bike night or something like that we just we just got to get it more exciting <laughs> yeah right i appreciate, I appreciate you guys getting me getting me on absolutely. here absolutely thank you for being right, on here. I'll be with you guys absolutely. we'll catch you later man yep that was Rain Man from the CBMA right there. You're listening to the Hollywood and Mike show right now over on WMMR DB Rockford Bay. Your nonstop radio station. While the others are talking, we're already playing the music. This is the radio station with more ears than listeners. So what do you think, Mike? This that, was about- was some, that was intense. That was intense. Uh, th- I told you guys in the very beginning, this was something that I was looking forward to. Um, Combat Vets Association, um, believe it or not, here in California, they personally helped me out when <clears throat> I went down. And when I went down March 6th, March 6th of 2021, it wasn't, let's see, a month after I got out of the hospital, I was back on the bike. But I was attending COC meetings and stuff like that and speaking at that time. And I actually had one of their members, uh, come up to me and do a small donation to me. And that meant that insane world. Like they, I, I couldn't even believe that they cared that much about my situation. I'm not a vet. I'm not some, you know, I have, I have nothing to do with that, but it was, uh, touching for sure. Now let, let me ask you something. And this is not a bang at you, man. Uh, you're a young kid, 29 years old, 28. your generation's 28, your generation really didn't know the, cause you guys were little, didn't know the impact of September 11th, which is coming up again pretty soon here. And all these men and women that rushed to the aid of this country 
to go fight in Afghanistan and then Iraq. It was something special to see this country come together at that time. What's it like not knowing how a country was together as one than it is now? It's scary. It's scary. End of story. It's scary. You know, um, it's definitely changed over time. Now, I was, let's see, six years old, first grade, when September 11th happened, you know, 2001. I was in first grade, so it's not like I even had the understanding of what was going on. You know, I didn't know how heavy this was until years later, actually, until I was watching, you know, the either YouTube videos or documentaries on, on it, you know, and then that's when it was like, whoa, for me anyways, you know, I, I was too young for me to like have an impact and understand what the heck just happened. What would you tell your generation the importance is of making sure they recognize our vets and never let anything happen like in Vietnam? Cause it was kind of your age group that yep. was doing it in Vietnam. How do you get the point across that the vets are the very best of our country? Not what the leftist radical or the media or any of that have to say about them. No, they're gonna they're gonna say anything as crazy as they can to radicalize them. With with your question is that's a mix of ignorance and arrogance, you know. And the best thing I did was I did research. You know what I mean? Like I actually research the things that I'm interested in. I'm not gonna just sit here and blab my mouth about something that I don't know. I will tell you, I don't know if I don't know. Um, and that's something that I don't think a lot of people my age have the ca capacity of actually being able to do. I don't think they have the maturity, but it's hard to find, you know, guys my age or girls my age, whatever, that um, really understand it. Now, it you like said you were uh, you watched documentaries and you mm -hmm. studied up but you were just able to interview one of our heroes, one of our men yep. that were over there that experienced what you've seen in a documentary. How does that make you feel? It's heavy. This is the, like I was saying, it, it's going to be heavy doing an interview, not just on something as cool as combat vets, but literally hearing his story, you know, and I'm sure every single one of them have these unique, different stories, and the military and the motorcycles brought them together. Well, the motorcycles did bring them together, but I'm talking about you were just able to interview somebody that was a part of that history. Right, and that's, and that's that you groundbreaking. Know. That's groundbreaking because it's true. I, I wasn't as, uh, you know, as hip or understanding of what he's gone through personally up until this interview. So it's definitely even that much heavier. It, it weighed that much even that much heavier. And it's something that is something that I will remember like stuff like this. I will remember for the rest of my life. These are big interviews. Well, they are. And what I love about the CVMA is they're really carrying on a tradition within the motorcycle scene that really started after world war two, where they still maintain that brotherhood after combat and they brought it all the way through Korea, Vietnam, 
uh, Grenada, Somalia, Desert Storm, and then Afghanistan and Iraq. They kept that brotherhood no matter what through that motorcycle. It's amazing what a motorcycle will do and can do for not only us as individuals, but us as a community and us as a society. It, I really think that it brings us closer together. You know, I think when we're having issues internally with anything, go ride. You know what I mean? Like you guys aren't riding enough. Like you guys probably got too much internal politics because you're sitting on your asses too much. Go ride, you know? And that's something that motorcycles help us with. They help us with a lot of this shit. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you've been kicking butt with these guests. What do we got coming up? We got Meg's motorcycle uh, for next week, and then we got old Meg coming up. We do, and, who, and then we've and, got another MC. I don't remember the name of it right this second. Rock on, man! But you really outdone yourself on this one, Mikey. CVMA again. Mike is the brains and all that good stuff behind this show right here. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this interview with Rain Man. Again, what's that address they can go and check out? Let me go ahead and I put it in the chat for you guys. You guys got it right combat here. Combat Vets. Vet. Yeah, Combat Vet. Yep. So if you're a vet that served in theater, you can get a hold of the CVMA. And uh, good stuff, man. Great organization out there. Really love this uh, organization. It was great meeting Rain Man out at Bike Night. And like I said, I'm probably going to see him again out that way. But anyway, that is the Hollywood and Mike show right here on WMMR DB Rockford, baby. Hopefully uh, you turn in in next week for Meg, man. Uh, Hollywood's been wanting to hear about that one. It is so awesome seeing all these women getting in the writing. Uh, I was hesitant, man, because of the way I came up. Old Vietnam boys. I know. I know it's but, hard. <laughs> but now they're out there motovlogging all that good stuff great great stuff man but we'll see you tomorrow morning on the madhouse baby we got china Dow gonna be doing some biker news with me man i think it's actually got more fun with her on there yes. it's just me man it's just me uh, <laughs> anyway we'll catch you later rock on baby i say goodbye vamoose adios ciao so long get your hat jack number one internet biker radio show is now available on spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, radio itunes stitcher and more don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is up